Toronto wheels up on the 12 o'clock hour. Coming up later on this hour, Brian Mackler, NFL player agent with Sports Stars Agency, is going to check into the program. I want to talk to him about guaranteed contracts. A lot of people don't like it, but I'll explain to you why I think it's the way to go. In fact, why all salary cap leagues should have non-guaranteed contracts. To share your thoughts on that, 416-870-1050, toll-free at one 855 591-6876. It's free for all Friday, so have at it. If you want to give me a Premier League prediction, it's like Christmas morning. Premier League starts today. Arsenal, Leicester City from the Emirates. You can watch later on today on Canada Sports Leader. You can go there. There's something about this weekend. It's free for all. It's your call. We will go wherever you want to go. 416-870-1050. And toll free at one 591 6876 The text is 105050. The email live at tsn1050.ca and at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. Couple pull questions up. One with the Premier League starting today. Who do you believe will win this year's Premier League? And thus far, 40% of our listeners or respondents are intelligent well-rounded and reasonable people because they believe that Manchester United, like I believe Manchester United, will win the Premier League. 24% say other because the other two options were Chelsea at 19% and Manchester City at 17%. Plenty of people weighing in on this. They've had a couple votes for, here we go, uh, Steve, this, this poll should have Everton on it. Because Wayne Rooney went there? Like, Wayne Rooney can't play anymore. He's like the oldest 31-year-old in the world. He's 31 going on 51. He just doesn't have the legs anymore. Aiden, not happy guy. The fact that Arsenal is left off this poll is crazy. Arsenal won the title. Might even do the double. Well, Arsenal, I thought victories for them was finishing in the top four. Not going on and winning the actual Premier League. And with Alexei Sanchez looking to be on the way out, no chance, Aiden. No chance. Uh, who else? A couple of Liverpools. Eric saying Liverpool. Thomas saying Liverpool. Sarub saying Liverpool. I just don't see it. Philippe Coutinho is handed in a transfer request today. Philippe Coutinho is like one. He's not their most important player for me. I think that's Sadio Mane. But... Liverpool's still not strong enough defensively. They haven't done nearly enough to improve on the back end. For me, two teams have improved themselves over the, the course of the offseason, and that's been Manchester United and Manchester City. And the rest have kind of remained static. Some of the smaller clubs have done a nice job. I just don't see there being another Leicester City story happening. At Wheeler TSN, to continue to send your Premier League predictions for the season, and I'll share some of them on this program. Our other poll question, I think we acknowledge that the GSP news this weekend flew under the radar, or this week flew under the radar to a certain degree. Finally, pen has been put to paper. GSP will fight Michael Bisping later on this fall. A legitimate fight. We'll see what the 36-year-old GSP has left in the tank, but certainly a Canadian sporting icon. And... A guy that I think a lot of people love and brought a lot of Canadians 
to the sport, to mixed martial arts, and help them fall in love with UFC. Like, GSP was the godfather of that. Like, the Couture's, the Liddell's, maybe more from a worldwide perspective, but a Canadian perspective, GSP was the man. And now he's coming back. Hasn't fought since, I believe, 2013. Like, this is a legitimate fight. And I think there's a legitimate intrigue about it. Meanwhile, Mayweather-McGregor, it's a circus. We have Floyd Mayweather Jr. on ESPN this week trying to convince you that he should be the underdog. What? What? A cocky, arrogant Mayweather saying that? Do you know what he's trying to do? He's trying to continue to sell this fight. Because he knows that it's a joke. You know that it's a joke. I know that it's a joke. He's sitting down with Stephen A. Smith. And, and, and here's what he had to say earlier this week. He's taller. Has a longer reach. He's a bigger man. From top to bottom. A lot younger. So youth is on his side. And I've been off a couple years. So, and now I'm in my 40s. So, you know, if you look at everything on paper, it leans towards Conor McGregor. Now, you got to be kidding me. He's never boxed before. You forgot that one, Floyd. <laughs> You're fighting a guy who's never boxed. It's crazy to me. I feel like I'm on crazy pills here. Anyways, we asked the question, which fight are you more interested in? Which one are you more interested in watching? Is it Mayweather-McGregor, GSP v. Bisping? 60% saying Mayweather versus McGregor thus far. That, that surprises me. I guess the sideshow, the carnival act is working. And it can sell to a certain degree. Sign me up for the latter. Uh, I'll be watching GSP Bisping. But have your say at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. The text is 105050. The email live at tsn1050.ca. I, I said that today was like Christmas for today um, when it comes to the Premier League starting. Let's speak about actual Christmas this year. For the 16th year running, no Christmas game for the Toronto Raptors. The NBA released their Christmas schedule. It's a big day for the NBA. Um, but the Raptors won't play. For me, I say, who cares? Like, literally, who cares? On Christmas, I'd rather be with my family and focused on things not sports consumption or television. And I know there's only so much family time you can have, but that's one day I can step away. And for people that work for the Raptors, and play, take the day off. It's a long season. Take the day off. I know there's a level of prestige, but it's just one day on the calendar. And when it comes to the playoff time, you're not thinking back, oh, well, what happened on Christmas Day? You're, you're not. You're not. I don't think it means anything at all in terms of the Raptors' overall stature, their perspective, the way that Americans feel about Toronto. I know that's still a sensitive issue for whatever reason. Dwayne Casey when it was on her sister station, TSN 1040 in Vancouver, and was kind of went off about how, you know, Toronto's a great city and should be recognized as such. I think people know that now. It's not like it was before. Toronto's not a new NBA market. But if you're living in New York, if you're living in Philadelphia, two teams that aren't aren't really good, maybe the 76ers can be better this year, those are significant American cities, though. And with that and with the history of those franchises, there's going to be... Fans of those teams for years. And there's a significant American market, so I understand why they're getting the game on Christmas over the Toronto Raptors. I just think it's time we just leave that alone. 
Um, some breaking news. You don't have that, right? So I can just do it. Adam Schefter on Twitter. Big story. We've been waiting for the shoe to drop. And if you were listening to the Dan Patrick show on this station a little bit earlier, Dan was saying that, according to his sources, a suspension or a possible suspension to Ezekiel Elliott would likely be coming down at around 5 p.m. today. And it looks like the suspension has been levied. Adam Schefter, the NFL insider on Twitter, at Adam Schefter, has just put out there that Cowboys running back Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott is being suspended for six games per source. There you go. Ezekiel Elliott is expected to appeal the six-game suspension per sources. He has three business days to file the appeal. So by next Tuesday, by my math. So this is significant news. My question is, what takes so long? Was the NFL like kind of guilted into levying the suspension? We've all been talking about it for so long. Five, six-game suspension generally given for issues of domestic violence. And the young a guy who's a poster boy for the NFL is now finding himself suspended for nearly half the season. And it's a bad look for the NFL. It's a horrible look for the Dallas Cowboys, a team that suspended another player who's inevitably cut from the team earlier this offseason, yet Elliott, because he's a star, he gets more rope. So, Elliott's suspended for six games, and it's a difficult spot now for the Cowboys to now go into the season without their you know, their star running back. And a real important guy to their overall success. I don't know what Dak's going to be look, look like this year in year number two. Dak and Zeke and Zeke were great at the start of last year. But Ezekiel Elliott being suspended for six games, it's significant. Um, it's, it, it's, it's just one of those things. It's like the Kaepernick situation in the NFL, okay? If Kaepernick was a star player like Elliott is, teams would stand by him. No matter what the transgressions are. That, that, that's just the reality of the situation. The fact that Kaepernick ain't that good makes him... And puts him in a situation where he can be cast to the side. And people will bring this up when it comes to Ezekiel Elliott. People will say, well, why are the Cowboys standing by this player? If he's being cited and suspended for domestic violence. Well, it's because he's really good at football. It's, it's, it's simple as that. Elliott was accused of five incidents of domestic violence during a six-day period in July of 2016. Five! Five incidences! Yet, the team hasn't done anything! It's unrealistic to think that the team would do anything. Because they can PR the you-know-what out of this. All this is, whether it's Kaepernick, whether it's Elliott, it's a PR game. That's the sporting world that we live in today, but Ezekiel Elliott will be suspended at least... Uh, the, the first six games of the season, and maybe less, because according to Adam Schefter, he plans to appeal. Uh, a hearing must be scheduled within 10 days of when the appeal is filed. That all according to Adam Schefter. Man, that changes the way you look at the NFC East, doesn't it? 
Like you look at the NFC East right now. I mean, for me, it's the one of the weakest and worst divisions in football. I'm an Eagles guy. Uh, Keith Bauer behind the glass is a Giants guy. Narsa, he's an Eagles guy. Like the NFC East is the most widely supported, I think, just by casual fans, division in all of football. The marquee franchises, the Redskins, the Giants, the Cowboys, the Eagles, all a big deal, but none of them are a powerhouse. If you were to ask me right now, understanding the Elliott suspension, power rankings one through four in the East heading into the new season, Skins first. I think the Redskins can surprise some teams this year. Then the Cowboys, then the Eagles, then the Giants. Sorry, Keith. Sorry, I just I'm not buying the New York Giants. I don't trust the, them defensively. No, no, that that uh, look I gave you wasn't even to do with not buying the Giants. I just I wouldn't want to buy the Redskins either. Well, I don't want to buy any of the team. That's fair. If, if you're if you're asking me, it, it it's all more hype than it actually is substance. And if, I think with every year we see this with the, see this with this division, it's it's a crapshoot. I no mean, go, go, I mean, last year when the Cowboys were supposed to continue to bottom out and not be a good team, look what happened. And the year they were supposed to be best is when they bottom out. It's just. Seems to be the way that division works. But no Ezekiel Elliott, that's a game changer. Because, I mean, as much as the running back position has decreased in importance in the NFL, well, that's notwithstanding those upper echelon guys. And Ezekiel Elliott is a bona fide stud. Like, he is. What he did last year blew me away from what I thought he would be. Him and Dak Prescott, they, they, like with that offensive line, were drove that team. I think that they covered up for the fact that the defense, although improved, uh, the ability to eat up time on the field and on the clock, I mean, that was a game changer. And took the Cowboys to the next level. But you know what's going to happen. There's going to be people that are going to be calling for Elliott's neck and saying that he shouldn't be on the field if he's being charged, fined, found for domestic violence. We saw the, the video evidence of what happened with Ray Rice. We saw Greg Hardy. We've seen other players. It, it seems to be like if it's not caught on video, then the player has more legs to stand on. And the organization, again, is going to stand by their guy. Is that right? I mean, I, I mean, none of us should be su- surprised, right? We all know that domestic violence is wrong. It's not acceptable in our regular, regular lives. But Jerry Jones and, and the Cowboys, they put winning first. If you're a Cowboys fan, do you blame him? Like, really, can you blame Jerry Jones for wanting to do what's best for his team in terms of wins and losses on the field? Or should these organizations have the obligation to take the moral high road or high ground? 416-870-1050, The text is 1050-50. The email live at tsn1050.ca. Ezekiel Elliott, reportedly, Adam Schefter, NFL levying a six-game suspension Ezekiel Elliott's way. Mark from Quebec. Where in Quebec are you, Mark, exactly? I'm calling by the Lower Laurentian, an hour north from uh, Mont-Tremblant. Beautiful, beautiful. Thanks for calling, Mark. Uh, you want to talk Zeke? Oh, yes. I just understand this, okay? Is a football considered a job? Is this a considered a, a like, an example for you, like yourself? You have a job. Yep. If you would do the things what you do, you wouldn't no hesitation. You'd be fired, and you would have to come on a record and try to find a job after that. Professional sports aren't a real job, though. 
We all know that they live, like the salaries are unreal, the job demands description are completely different as well. I, I don't think it's a case where one rule applies for all, even though it should, Mark. I just don't okay. think that it works that way in practice. Yeah, but it's a privilege to play football. Same thing with basketball, any national sports, and you're, you're, you're representing the sport. And like I said, it, it'd be any, any other job, any other job, if it'd be any sexual harassment or... Uh, you're saying that you beat up your kids, anything like that, you wouldn't hesitate. You'd be in jail. Like you said. Mark, it's, it's, Mark Floyd, Floyd Mayweather Jr. has gone to jail. He's been cited for domestic violence. He's about to make $200 million off the back of you, the viewers, the the, the consumers, for a made-up fight against Conor McGregor. Oh, and all of that, <laughs> look, look what happened to Michael Vick when he did with the dogs. Right. You know, it's, 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 I understand to give a second chance or third chance, but... When it's, we, the way I look at it is, you got two chances. The second chance, like you said, look at Elliot. He did what? Five of them. You said in one month, or mm-hmm. it's like, well, 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 accused, reportedly well, accused. Accused, but if they do the investigation and they, it's a proven fact, it's gone. The same thing like, like steroids. You're taking it for taking advantage of the game. It's it's almost the same thing. You're you're trying to make yourself better, but you're not better because you're like you say. Is this the star status? It pisses me off hey, about it's a, that. It's an interesting conversation where people end up throwing the book at athletes. Is it performance-enhancing drug use? Is it cheating the game of football? Like People will swear and hate Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick to this day, Mark, based on the fact that there was Spygate. There was Deflategate. Uh, Justin Gatlin at the World Track and Field Championships, he's booed like crazy before winning the 100 meters because he's being booked. He's been he's been found guilty of of performance enhancing drug use twice. These players seem to be more demonized than the ones that actual actually commit crimes outside of the field of play. Like we're more offended by Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds than guys who get booked for things like domestic violence. It doesn't make any sense to me, but can we separate that from a guy being a bad guy? off the playing field versus someone that tries to cheat the game that we're watching, we're gambling on, we're consuming? That's the question. Can they put down, like you said, why not when they sign up a contract, why don't they put that stipulation in? If you do get caught with that, guess what? Your guaranteed contract, it's gone. You know, now you have to rework yourself or half your money goes towards our organization, towards that that problem that he's, he's occurring with that. How does that, that benefit the team, though? If you're threatening your own players with something like that, I get if the league mandates that, but teams won't because players are oftentimes accused, and and we need to be careful with that when someone is accused of doing something rather than being convicted. And so I think it just have protection for that reason, like like you said, to do investigation. It's always like that. Investigation is important, and and like I said, it'd be an example at work. If you get caught for uh, sexual harassment, you don't get fired. You get paid with leave until everything's resolved. Football should be the same thing. Everything is accused until, like, until you, you everything is resolved. Guess what? You're not be playing in football. You're not going to be getting paid. Right. So what the NFL does, and and let's just be clear on this: the Columbus City Attorney's Office for Elliot announced in September that it would not pursue charges 
against Elliott because of conflicting and inconsistent information, but the NFL has gone above and beyond and can penalize a player without legal charges. And legal authorities concluded that Elliott's accuser was not credible in this case, rejecting the charges against him. So the NFL has gone above and beyond what their obligation is, because they can go out and suspend anyways. So... Uh, although Elliot's not getting booked, there's quite clearly something that the NFL doesn't like about this situation. But like I said, it's getting bad there. For the last maybe, what, seven years, ten years? How many people in the NFL abuse or get... You know, I, I, like, I don't get that. Why do you put themselves in that situation? Same with drinking, drinking and driving. You know, why Why do you drink? You have the money. Right. Pay for limo. You know? But is, is, are, are you going to turn away and stop watching because of this? When Ezekiel Elliott comes onto the field game week seven or eight or whatever it is, are you saying, well, that guy was um, was accused of domestic abuse. I'm not going to watch him play. Well, you know, you know the answer to that. I'm a fanatic sportsman, so no. So the answer is like no. One of those things. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your phone call, Mark. Really appreciate it. Enjoy the day and come back. This is this is the thing. It's the we know today that professional athletes they cannot be seen as role models anymore, which is harsh. Which might sound difficult to digest because there's some really good guys out there, and kids want to aspire to greatness. But we don't know these guys. There's so many stories like this that percolate, that come up. Many get buried. And I'm sure Elliot and the, the Cowboys were hoping that this story got buried. And even though he's not being charged, the fact that the NFL has gone out of their way to suspend him, he's going to appeal, maybe it's cut down to three, four games, who knows. But the NFL has disagreed with the, with the legal handling of cases like this multiple times. Now, some will applaud the NFL. Some will accuse them of picking and choosing. Maybe we'll ask our next guest, Brian Mackler, NFL player agent with Sports Stars Agency, about this. I want to talk guaranteed contracts with them. Because what, what I wanted this segment to be, I wanted to make the case, and the NFL, like Devontae Freeman signs his new contract this week. The richest running back contract in the NFL. But of course, it all goes back to, well, when this guy, and if he gets hurt or his play goes down, the fact that there isn't guaranteed contracts in the NFL, how that puts NFL players at risk of doing more harm to their body, taking to the field when they potentially should not. I get the argument on that other side of things. But I would make the case that the NHL, Major League Baseball, well, maybe less so in Major League Baseball without a hard salary cap. The NBA, because they have guaranteed contracts, it makes for a much more difficult situation and a place where you, the consumer, isn't getting the best product possible. So you sign a crazy rich contract in the NBA. You're signing a contract $20 million per year. What if you're not living up to that contract? Well, The team's on the hook for it, and then you, the fan, are forced to watch an inferior product. Instead of cutting that player, getting rid of that player, that's guaranteed money. That is locked in over the course of whatever the duration of the term is. Wouldn't it be much better, much more watchable, if teams could get rid of dead weight? Players who can't play any longer? Look at the Maple Leafs. Like, we all joke around about Robodon Island. Where did Stefan Robodon go? They're dealing with it with 
Joffrey Lupul right now. Players who are on the books but can't or won't be able to contribute. And they put it under a veil of injury, long-term injury. No one's buying that. They're just not in the plans of the team. And go across the NHL, I mean, how many teams had that bad contract? Wouldn't it be better off for the fans? Competitive balance. If you just got rid of guaranteed contracts? If you made them non-guarantee, you can give a certain amount of guaranteed money? And then you can obviously buy out players. And there's a buyout process in the NHL, but you're guaranteed that much money. You can open up that much more room without being completely penalized by doing so. Maybe, maybe non-guaranteed contracts is the way to ensure the integrity of the game stays at the highest level at a time where players are getting paid so much money that you got to question, where's the desire? Where's the desire to get better? When you're getting paid so much, doesn't it kind of take away the edge from the game? Wouldn't a player always be hungrier, always be doing a little bit more? Shouldn't sports be a little bit more ruthless if you weren't guaranteed your contract? Go out and prove it every snap, every drop of the puck, every time you go into the corner, every jump shot. If each and every time you need to prove yourself a little bit more, doesn't that add a little bit more to the game? And perhaps that's what makes the NFL that much more watchable. The fact that every down actually matters for these players. They're fighting for their lives. We'll discuss this with Brian Mackler, what he tries to do to guarantee his clients as much money as possible. And we'll ask him about protecting your client in a situation like this. Ezekiel Elliott gets suspended. Well... The NFL is kind of going against the grain here. What can be done to make these situations more clear? We'll ask him next, and then WTF coming your way later on this hour. Wheels up. Gareth Wheeler with you. Toronto Today, TSN 1050. Get you out of your car lease today. It's as easy as pie. A piece of cake. Avoid penalties and early termination fees. Visit leasebusters.com. Wheels with you. Brian Mackler, NFL's player agent with Sports Stars Agency New York, is going to check into the program in a few moments' time. We'll talk to him about non guaranteed contracts. We'll try to get him to comment on Ezekiel Elliott and the way that at the NFL kind of delivers. Justice, crime and punishment in the NFL. I mean, Elliot wasn't charged that he's being suspended. Breaking news over the last half hour, suspended for six games by the NFL. Uh, in terms of player contracts, text coming in, in terms of guaranteed, non-guaranteed contracts, I mean, I get why there's non-guaranteed contracts. And I think that the NHL should have non-guaranteed contracts as well. In any salary cap system, if you can cut a player that's not living up to to their billing, to their standard, not living up to that contract, sure, cut them. Like, we're too obsessed with protecting players as a media. Like, I want to be entertained. Like, these, these, these athletes are entertainers. That's what it's all about. Text coming in, it should, be work, it should work both ways. If you can cut a player at any time, that a player who's out playing his deal should have a vehicle where they can opt out and negotiate more for themselves. I'm fine with that, too. Absolutely fine with that. Adam Schefter, on Twitter, at Adam Schefter, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones is said to be furious 
with NFL decision per one per, per one source. Furious. Schefter using two furious. Uh, you know that Jerry Jones is going to be happy. You know he's going to stand by his player. That shouldn't come as any surprise. Um, and the NFL has released a statement as well. Uh, very small writing. An independent panel of four have conducted an extensive investigation with the league. League investigators interviewed more than a dozen witnesses, including Mrs. Miss Tiffany Thompson, who alleged multiple incident instances of physical violence in July of 2016. Um, meanwhile, legally speaking, the law kind of went against charging, pressing charges. Uh, against Ezekiel Elliott. So a massive developing story. Uh, Elliott can appeal, which reportedly he will, and he has to do so in the next three days, and I guess a hearing will happen in the next 10 10 days. uh, Regardless, at the very least, the Cowboys opener against the New York football giants has been put seriously in doubt. Continue to weigh in on our poll questions at WheelerTSN on Twitter. Uh, it's the start of the Premier League season. Who's going to win? And uh, at the same time, uh, which fight are you more interested in? Mayweather, McGregor, or GSP Bisping? I'll share those results before the top of the clock. And WTF still to come before we wrap up here. Brian Mackler is an NFL agent with Sports Stars Agency at Sports Stars NYC on Twitter. We wanted to have him on to discuss the whole idea behind guaranteed contracts and how it applies, how that works in the NFL, and how do agents and players try to get around the fact that there isn't guaranteed contracts like there are in other North American professional sports. Brian Mackler joins me on the line. Thanks for doing this today, Brian. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Good afternoon. So, so as an agent, as a guy who represents NFL players, how do you try to get around the limitations in terms of the way that NFL contracts are structured in comparison to other North American professional sports? You know, it's interesting. This is my 27th year doing this, and I've seen the evolution of from going to zero guarantees to what they consider now guarantees, which is still not like NBA and baseball and even hockey. So what you try to do is front-load the deals as much as you can and get as much guarantees initially as you can, but the problem is a lot of agents to this day don't understand the difference between a fully guaranteed contract and a rolling guarantee, which gives these teams an option every year to decide, assuming you're not injured, whether they're going to keep you or not. And that's the inherent issue with what's going on with contracts. In the NFL, at least. So, so why don't agents understand that? That, that seems like well, something that they should understand. 100%. Well, it's called leverage, and certain guys, you know, certain agents don't know how to use that, but if you have a player like Andrew Luck or some of these big-time quarterbacks or I have a, one of the best run, young running backs, David Johnson, you got to exercise it when this contract comes up and get guaranteed money. And most of these contracts in the NFL, unfortunately, if you look at it and you peel back the onion, are basically four- to five-year deals the first year of guarantees, and then teams have the right to exercise whether they want to keep you every March. And that's what's the problem. Brian, your agency represents players like David Johnson, Jeremy Hill, John Brown. 
Are those players happy with the way that contracts play out? Like, obviously, the goal, the ultimate goal, would be guaranteeing uh, uh, full money over all the years of the contract. Do they do they understand the nature of the beast, or deep down, are, are they really not happy with the way that things play out? I think deep down, most players, and it, it's funny, it happens every year around when these NBA basketball guys get these uh, obscene amount of money that nobody ever heard about. And that's when you hear the uproar. And now as we are ending training camps, locker rooms are not, you know, locker room talk is basically saying that this has to change as we move forward. Well, you bring up the NBA, which is a perfect example. Like, the money that's being thrown around is insane. And you've heard some players come out and say, well, we should be making NBA-type money. Is that prevalent through your agency as well? Yes, but it's not NBA-type money. It's NBA-guaranteed money. Okay. So if you look at a lot of these deals, like Albert Hainsworth, I'm just thinking, you know, people running around, they got $100 million. He didn't get $100 million because only 30 of it was guaranteed. So what are you, in essence, getting? Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not the dollar amount. It's how much are you collecting. And That's it's, important. And that collection is based on the guaranteed money. And it's become a little bit of PR, hasn't it, now? Where you want to come out and make sure that your client the perception is they're banking a ton of guaranteed money. It's not the over... Like, we, we hear Devontae Freeman's contract. We immediately go to what the guaranteed dollars is, correct? Like, that's the number that you, the agent, is trying to secure first and foremost. And not getting into specifics, but I represent David Johnson. Right. The, Dante Free, the Devontae Freeman contract is, in essence, a $17 million two-year deal. And then the team has the options for the next four. So does that? So if he slips, if he slips any bit, any amount in play, or if he gets hurt after two years, the forty he'll never see the forty-one and a half million dollars. He'll see seventeen. So I'm assuming that you try to structure your client's contract a little different than that. Absolutely. What I try to do is get the first two years fully guaranteed within the maximum the first year. So at least they know they got two fully guaranteed contracts. Every one of these contracts that you read about, let me rephrase that, about 90% of the contracts you see, the Davante Freeman included, is usually a one-year fully guaranteed, fully guaranteed, and then club options for four. See, that's why you see all these guys getting released, you know, the first week in March, because that's when the team has the right to decide to move the, the guarantee fully from partial. And that's why March 1, you see, you know, first week in March, you see all these guys get, they, like you said, signing these big deals that get nothing. Now, the argument can be made from a watchability perspective, like every snap matters, right? Like players are fighting to prove themselves each and every time out. Meanwhile, so many times in these other North American professional sports, you get the big contract. Maybe players aren't intentionally mailing in, but there's the at least the public perception that that guy's got his money now and he's put it into cruise control. I, I mean, that's certainly not the case in the NFL, and that's probably what owners and, and people that stand by this current system try to tell you and the rest of the football world that that's why things are the way they are. Would that, would that, that be an accurate perception of the scenario? No, but that's a flawed system. That's a flawed analysis, what you just said to me. 
based on the fact that every snap does matter and every snap could be your last, that's why we should have fully guaranteed contracts. How many baseball players you see suffering career-ending career ending, um, um, injuries? How many do you see? Not, few. Not even as many as Tommy football. John, no, even with pitchers now, I have a lot of friends that represent baseball players and hockey players. It's a joke that our contracts aren't guaranteed. It's an absolute joke. It's been my biggest pet peeve for 20, 27 years of doing this. So, I've tried my best. So how so much how much longer the, can this go on, Brian? Until we take a stand and players, you know, get, you know, the new CBA is coming. And, you know, Richard Sherman had a very valid point, And Richard's a smart guy. Either we have to stick together and lose games or this will never stop. And the players have to come together as a, as a collective group and say to the owners, this is enough. This is enough. We've had enough of this. And that's what I think has to happen. Do, do you see the owners have the up the upper the upper hand? Do you see that happening in the NFL? Um, like in the NBA, the players hold an incredible amount of power. Is that the case in the NFL? It starts at the top. Yep, I truly believe that there's enough talk in locker rooms about how bad the CBA is for players that this time around, I'm hoping that we all come together and do something about it. When you say it's... This can't go on, because if you look at it, look at where the player salaries have gone and what the ownership equity has gone. Jerry Jones bought that team for $170 million in 1990. Right. It's worth $4.5 billion. Crazy. And there'd be a line from Dallas to my office in New York City if he ever put it up with, for sale with billionaires. We're ready to write it. Wait, you, who makes that kind of money plus all the money he's taken out of the team? And he's not the only owner. All these teams, the equity position is ridiculous compared to the player's salary haven't gone up. Devontae Freeman's exactly the same contract that um, Adrian Foster signed, I think it was seven years ago or six years ago with Texas. So, with Texas. So when you say it's, it starts at the top... Do you think uh-huh. those players that are making the most, the poster boys in the NFL, whether it be quarterbacks, the star players, is it a case of me versus we? Like, are they willing to sacrifice themselves, understanding how short NFL careers actually are to do something for the greater good? I think it's more the guys that are the, you know, the 30 to 53 guys on the roster that have to come together. The big guys, my guys that make, you know, eight figures a year can afford to walk out for the better good. It's the other guys that have to come together, if that makes any sense to you. A guy like a veteran, veteran guy that's made a lot of money that believes in the cause can miss games. Right? It's a guy, like you said, the foot soldiers that are barely making it, that are making four, five, six hundred thousand dollars. Those are the guys that we have to you know, get together for the common cause. You know these guys personally, like on a human and professional level. Do you think there's a willpower, a desire to do that, that these players, the foot soldiers, will band together, you know, with with the big-time breadwinners to make this happen next time the CBA comes around? Well, that's our job from the union down to all the player reps 
to the contract advisors like myself to educate those players to explain to them that we need to do something to change this. And that is the education of those players that's important and imperative. And that's a four-year process that we're in the process of doing. Good stuff. You know, you're fighting millionaires with billionaires. Yeah, no kidding. So it's, 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 and, you know, you know how that usually turns out. Yeah. Oh, well, it's going to be intriguing, to say the least. I think you have a lot of support from the public. And it'll be just interesting to see whether people can put, you know, themselves and sacrifice themselves to a certain degree, you know, as you said, to fight for for the greater good. We'll be watching your clients over the course of the season, David Johnson, Jeremy Hill, John Brown, and others. Um, Can't wait for the season to get underway, Brian. Me too. Can't wait. Thank you so much for doing this. Really appreciate it. Brian Mackler, uh, Sports Stars Agency, New York, at Sports Stars NYC on Twitter. He said over the course of his 27 career, this is the issue that bothers him the most. And if that's the voice of one player agent, that's going to be the voice of the vast majority of them, if not all of them. Uh, we asked Brian off air if you could talk Ezekiel Elliott. He could not. So unfortunately, I could not go there with Brian. Wanted to respect our guest, but I would have loved to would love to know what he thinks about this process of crime and punishment in the National Football League. Jerry Jones is a powerful owner. Listen, Roger Goodell's already gone to war with the New England Patriots and Robert Kraft, and he was in Foxborough last night. Roger Goodell in the owner's box. Jerry Jones is furious. Man, just more intrigue. Uh, Is this a battle worth fighting for Roger Goodell? I mean, there has to be sufficient evidence against Ezekiel Elliott to that warrants a six-game suspension. Intriguing stuff. If you're just tuning in, Ezekiel Elliott suspended six games by the NFL earlier this hour. Coming up, WTF. The sports stories that intrigue, that are interesting, that confound, just the downright bizarre. All that coming up. Wheels with you, Toronto Today, TSN 1050. Man, all is going off in the NFL. A lot of Buffalo Bills fans out there. Just traded Sammy Watkins, reportedly, that's according to Adam Schefter, I believe. Where is this? To the to the Rams? I haven't seen Schefter make... There we go. Adam Schefter, Bills have acquired cornerback EJ Gaines from the Rams in a 2018 second-round pick for Sammy Watkins in a 2018 sixth-round pick. After they didn't pick up Watkins' contract, I mean, you knew that they just didn't trust Sammy. That that wasn't going to be, that relationship wasn't going to be long term. So they bring in decent corner and EJ Gaines for Sammy Watkins. And then they strike a deal with my Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles acquired corner and they desperately needed a corner. Ronald Darby from the Bills. For Jordan Matthews, wide receiver in a 2018 third-round pick. Matthews, talented receiver, but the Eagles weren't going to sign him to a long-term contract. So, a couple big moves in the NFL coming on the heels of Ezekiel Elliott being suspended. It's NFL day, people. The season season is nigh. Uh, we're running out of time, so let's get straight to this. What the 
they defeat the Toronto Blue Jays 19-1. Oh, that's nasty. You come to the rink to see something maybe you've never seen before, and that might be one of those moments. It's only two dudes better than me, and I'm both of them. Stay off the weed. W-P-F. All right, this one comes from my buddy, the sports horn, John Horn, covering the Rogers Cup in Montreal. The great one, Wayne Gretzky, sitting front row, dropped his phone during the nadal Shapovala match. And, like, all the kids are, like, on the ground trying to find his phone. Great one, just... You know, keep the phone away when you're watching the sport event, sporting event. Wayne Gretzky, you know better than that. On CP24 this morning, they spelled Shapovalov's name wrong. There's an extra A. They spelled it S-H-A-P-A-V instead of O-V. Gotta get the spelling right, peeps. Gotta get it right. So start of the new Premier League season today, 14-time WWE champion. And sledgehammer enthusiast Triple H, apparently a West Ham United supporter. I'm not gonna lie. This is a big week. It's game time. This Sunday, West Ham kick off the season at Manchester United live on Sky Sports in the UK. It doesn't get tougher than that, but every Hammer fan knows victory is sweeter when it's hard-earned. And then next Sunday, it's WWE SummerSlam live from Brooklyn, New York. So the question is, (laughs) are you ready? I said, are you ready? Nothing gets me ready for the new Premier League season like Triple H yelling at me about West Ham. Colton Sissons of the National Predators had his name misspelled on the Clarence Campbell Bowl. They added a C, like scissors, scissors. Whoops! That pissed me off, actually. In a remote Irish town for a few days this week, a goat will be the king of a town in southwest rural Ireland. Billed as one of Ireland's oldest festivals, the Puck Fair sees locals in the town of Killer Glen pluck a wild mountain goat from its habitat and crown him King Puck for the duration of the event. Really? Really? All bound down to the goat kings. It was a matter of time, wasn't it? P.K. Subban became the first Canadian NHL player to pass 1 million Twitter followers, which blows my mind. That's not the WTF. It's the fact that still in the hockey world, Bob McKenzie has more followers than any player. How is that? James Duthie joined us a couple weeks ago and said, well, when McKenzie goes on vacation, the NHL world shuts down. NHL, wake up. Yeah, no kidding. And finally, a 100-year-old fruitcake like actual fruitcake was found which dates back to 1910-1913 on the Terra Nova expedition by British explorer Robert Falcon Scott. Now apparently this fruitcake still looks edible. What would it take for you to eat it? Five grand, ten grand, five hundred thousand dollars? I'd do it because I want to be a modern day explorer. Just explore the depths of how sick I can be with one sit-down meal. Those are your WTFs. Wow, that's messed up. Uh, enjoy the Premier League weekend. I'm off next week. I'm on mancation. Don't ask me no, where I'm going because I have no idea. My buddies that plan the trip, they show up at our houses, pick us up, just one guy plans it, and we go somewhere. I have no idea where I'm going to be next week. Wish me luck, people. Wheeler, uh, you, you, uh, you shut up for a second. Uh, okay. 
On behalf of Joe Narsa, Keith Bauer, I'm Wheels. Enjoy your weekend, Toronto.